Welcome to the December 29th edition of the PFF Forecast. We've got a great episode here. Last one of 2021. It's going to be special. I promise you this. We're going to do uh, the target take of the week because why not? We're going to do recommendations at the end if I can remember. And we're going to talk about the glorious week 17 slate, which brings the Kansas City Chiefs to Eric's very own Cincinnati. How will he handle it? Let's find out. Only, only you know. <laughs> Let's rock. Um, yeah, you excited? Your Chiefs are coming to town. I am. I It's the first Chiefs game I'll get to go to since the Super Bowl. Um, get to go with some... I don't get to go with you, but I do get to go with some friends. Um, so that that is exciting. Um, you know, I feel it'll be very big, left out. Uh, yeah, of course. I, tr- I, like, I like asked you to go to a Chiefs... Or sorry, to a Bengals uh, Niners game on air, and you basically shot it down, so... I already know the answer. If you won't even go to a, a Bengals Niners game, you're not going to a Bengals anybody else game. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, you know, writing all up all the stuff for the website and Kornacki and all that. Like it's, it's a fairly, uh, you know, obviously fairly important week, and uh, you know, and we don't even get to really see it unfold until Sunday. So, uh, very fun time. Yeah, no Thursday night game really off-putting maybe we should talk a little bit about uh the playoff because that is happening on friday um and if you want if you're gonna bet on the playoffs um you get a pff subscription an elite annual subscription which gives you everything pff has to offer is half off 50 percent off with promo code elite up that includes the betting dashboards which have betting predictions for spread total and uh, money line for the playoff games that I don't think will get canceled. We were talking about this the other day. We we think they'll <laughs> they'll actually play these games, um, and so you can put some bets that uh, will actually potentially cash. Uh, college Greenline, the college betting dashboard is up 32 units on the season. NFL Greenline dashboard up 27 units with an elite subscription. You also get the player props tool, the zero 100 grades for every player every week. And all of PFF's locked article content. So go over to pff.com, get one of those. It ends, guess what, at the end of the year on Friday at midnight. So get it before the bowl games happen, the playoff games happen, and you'll have it for the championship game and the NFL playoffs. When George, I got to ask you, how many bowl games have you watched so far? Uh, I have accidentally watched parts of a couple. I was just on what we had. You know, the the hard part has been with the COVIDs and the opt-outs and stuff like we the the models haven't done as well on the bowls and it's like so i've been watching this like maryland virginia tech game and like virginia tech has this quarterback in who can't throw the ball and i'm just Mm -hmm. like i'm sitting here like just and and i i want to be able to not watch it and then last night the golden gophers uh my hometown uh team i guess were playing the um oh god what was it west virginia and pj fleck on third and 20 um, called a timeout instead of getting a delay a game in the second half. Then on third and 20 out of a timeout ran a draw. Nice. And I was just like, okay, I, 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 you're, I you're telling me that me. didn't have a chance time, time to, for me to go to bed. I mean, how much of a motivator do you have to be George to overcome the clear errors that you make on the field like that? Like it how depends how much of an overcomer you are. You know, if you're Russell Wilson, um, he you does know, overcome, and, doesn't he? And, you know, overcoming is your thing. Then you could probably do it. Um, speaking of overcoming, the Cincinnati Bearcats will have to overcome a 13 and a half point spread um, should they want to win the game on Friday. If they want to cover, they just got to lose by less than two scores. Uh, Bama minus 13 and a half in this one. Okay, this game is happening at 330. Look, I... I've watched copious amounts of, of college football this year. You know this. Um, and based on that, I know a couple of things. Alabama, very good at football. Cincinnati, a team that doesn't play a whole lot of great teams with some NFL talent on their team, albeit. Um, I anticipate this game starts at 3.30. I anticipate 
that I will be able to kick back, relax, and enjoy my last dinner of 2021 without needing to worry about watching the game by about like 4.30. Uh-huh. That's my take on it. I don't have uh-huh. a lot of hope for Cincinnati. Do you? I don't. Like our, our model likes, uh, not to give too much away, but our model likes uh, Alabama. Our model liked we'll, Alabama. We'll, we'll scrape that part out. So it'll say like our bam, our model likes and then yeah. people have to go find out. Um, but like I will say this. The fact is it's it's been at 13 and a half basically this entire time. And you got, I got to say that if if the market ha- didn't have an appetite for Cincinnati, it would be 14 or more, wouldn't it? Like mm-hmm. 14, it would, would seem like the place where anytime it gets to 14, people are going to grab it with Cincinnati, which tells you that Cincinnati should at least be on the same field with them. If you look at Pinnacle right now, Cincinnati plus 13 and a half is minus 112. Uh, Alabama minus 13 and a half is minus 104. So there really is like a, you know, there is some respect in the marketplace for the Bearcats. I, I, well, and there, and there should get the impression that I was just going to say, if you look at, and this is actually one of the things that saves my ass. Um, when people ask me about college football, because as you know, like I'm not watching a ton of it, but on PFF.com, when I go look at, you know, the game summary page, like, and I look at the betting models, I can also go look at the lineups and see, you know, and one of the things I always look for, especially when you're going, looking against Alabama, it's like, do they have anyone that can cover? And that was clearly the thing that Georgia could not do. Cincinnati, on the other hand, you know, they they do. They have two top 20 graded in the nation corners in Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. Um, they have, you know, safeties that aren't, you know, terrible. They've got some linebackers that, again, aren't terrible. So, like... They've got some ability there, but I do wonder if Alabama just goes, look, we're bigger and more physical and we're just going to run over you, especially because they've got some injuries um, at, at wide receiver, right? Yeah, John Metchie being out, he's a, a going to be a pro. Um, you know, obviously him being out hurts. The fact is, is like, you know, with Alabama, they, they, ran, they, they pulverized Georgia's defense, but Prior to that, they really struggled with Auburn's defense, mm-hmm. um, an Auburn team. And I know Auburn sat a bunch of people, but Auburn just lost yesterday to Houston in a bowl game. So, like, and I know Auburn sat a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, yeah. it hasn't been a universally great year for Alabama, obviously. And so I think that that's – but, like, I don't know. I, you know, you and I, you know, we have the, you know, little town of Bethlehem. We have our mm-hmm. ear to the ground here at, at, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um I feel like the Bearcats are just happy to be here more than they're like willing to well, they like. They should be. Well, I agree. They absolutely but like... should be happy to be here. But don't Here's you think? My question. Don't... Let me ask you okay. this. Okay. This is this is how I'm thinking about it. So, I think the reason that they're getting the respect that they're getting is because of the Notre Dame game. And I want to ask you if you think that Cincinnati is fundamentally a different construct of a small school than Notre Dame is because Notre Dame, if they, if Notre Dame were playing in this game, you know, with Brian Kelly and the Southern twang, they're, they're, I'm, I'm betting Bama at minus 13 and a half all day, twice on Sunday, the whole, the whole thing, right. Mm-hmm. Or is Cincinnati a team that is fundamentally different from Notre Dame being a, a school that isn't, you know, an sec school that can compete there. Uh, you know that that's a great question. I you know Alabama did not cover against Notre Dame last year, um, but the spread was like sixteen and a half. I want to say mm-hmm. um, so. There are the market is giving Al, you know Cincinnati a lot more respect. This or maybe they're maybe Alabama was just a much bigger house last year uh, than they consider this year. But like I do agree. I think that if you look at Cincinnati's schedule. You know, they had they were down two touchdowns against Indiana. They came back and won that game. They even covered that game. Um, then, you know, it was a, a relatively close game for a while against Notre Dame, but it was in Notre Dame, and then they went on and spanked them. I, I think that that is the, really the fulcrum of all of this. The only other thing I can sort of say is over the last couple of weeks are like SMU, for example, and then Houston, like were two teams that I think a lot of, you know, smart people were, were betting against. Uh, Cincinnati and they won and covered those games. Like yeah, Cincinnati's been both. weird. They've struggled to cover against USF, against East East Carolina, 
a, a yeah. bigger spread games. But like when people when people were starting to say, hey, maybe here's an AAC team that can be on the same plane as them. People have sort of you know they 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 put the hammer down. So I think that that's really where um, you know some of the thought is with backing Cincinnati here. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I still think there's going to be a physical mismatch. There's too much to overcome um, for uh, you know, for Cincinnati against Alabama, but it's a pretty interesting discussion. How many times can you use the word overcome in a single episode? We'll find out here. Uh, real quick, I, I'm actually more excited to watch the, the later game, which is at 730 on Friday, Georgia-Michigan. Michigan number two, Georgia number three. Uh, Michigan, interestingly... 12 and 1 this year, 11 and 2 against the spread. Georgia 12 and 1, 8 and 5 against the spread. Michigan is a seven and a half point underdog. Let me plus 241 on the money line. I not gonna lie, I I like the plus 241 on the money line. And the thesis here is I think both these teams are pretty freaking similar. Neither of them really excite me with their passing game. They have good defenses, um, and I'm not sure either coach is going to outsmart the other. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that the, the the interesting thing is there's a couple things that uh, you know don't go in Georgia's favor here. For one, their quarterback situation is not necessarily resolved. Stetson Bennett has had his moments this year, but for the most part has been a player who has driven the car and not been the engine of the car. Um, on de- on defense, they were shown to be a little bit fraudulent against Alabama. Now, can Michigan, you know, come up with a way to sort of, mm. you know, uh, score points against them? That'll be a good question. The total on this game is pretty low, especially for a college football playoff game. Um, and what's it at? You know, Cade McNamara is a you know is a has had a good season. I'll look this up here. That's why I'm like sort of walking, uh, stalling a little bit. Cade McNamara, you know, so the total on the game is 45 and a half. I think it's moved up a little bit, um, you know, re- in recent uh, times I can, here. I can um, check here. I'm on PFF's betting dashboards, which you can get for 50 percent off with the lead up. It has. It opened at 43 and a half. Yeah, so it's and, March uh, now. 45 and a half. We make it a little higher than that, but not enough to bet. Unless uh, you you know, unless you're just looking for basically a break even play there, it was something that we we thought was bettable at 43 and a half. That's why uh, sort of it, it stood out to me there. Um, you know, you're with Michigan. I think you you have the quorum and you have the Haskins running the football. They've been tough running. You know, offensive line has been good this year. Um, obviously, on the other side, you have Hutchinson. You have a, a Zigbo on the other side, like. Ojabo on the other side. I'm going to pronounce names correctly yeah. today. Ojabo yeah, right. on the other side that can provide pressure. And then you have a Kirby Smart this week basically say, look, like we've had a lot of guys in the COVID protocol. We plan on getting every one of them back before Friday. Well, it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's also that. And, you know, we know this about defenses. Teams that are built uh, on defense are, generally speaking, more fragile than teams that are, are not. And so Georgia, very much an, a defensive-driven team, um, can they withstand even one or two COVID situations? The answer is probably no. And, and and as such, I do think Michigan is the side here, especially ATS. But I would even, you know, if you are going to do like we'll some sprinkle. sort of money line thing, uh, it's good. I will say this: the one there are a couple of mismatches here that I'm looking at, and one is Brock Bowers, tight end for Georgia, fourth highest graded tight end in the nation. If you watched. Georgia against Alabama. He was like the only player that like belonged on the field for Georgia. And if you look at the Michigan defense, you know, where they're weak, both their their linebackers, sub 65 PFF grades, um, safety, not, you know, uh, Hawkins has been really good. Moten has not been um, the, their strong safety. So the opportunity there for Bowers. And that's important because you mentioned Ojabo and Hutchinson. Hutchinson, the number one Graded edge defender, number one player on our big board, he, he's going against a tackle, regardless of which side he's on, that is going to be ranked below 80th in the, in, in the nation. So th- that to me would be the one kind of worry I would have. Um, that said, I'm still taking the underdog. All right, that was a segment that we didn't even plan on doing. We will now go seamlessly into our favorite new segment, which is the take of the week presented by our good friends at Target in honor of a take that people really got mad at me. They've quieted down a little bit, Eric. I don't know if you've noticed that. 
uh, as the Patriots have not. I'm not that online, George. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a good point. You've overcome that uh, that tendency, actually. Uh, would you like? Are to we go both first? wearing similar colored shirts? I feel like we, we are. We are. And oh. you know what? I was going to wear a beanie for this episode um, because I wore one in a meeting the other day and was made <laughs> fun of and ridiculed uh, profusely. I decided not to. Maybe maybe on Sunday. What's your take of the week besides the fact that I look excellent in a beanie? I look. I there are there's nobody in the arts community of which you know I'm a huge uh, <laughs> proponent and True. participant who looks better in a beanie than you. I will say that. Like Thanks. there is there is almost no. Uh, yeah, like I'll say that. Okay, Thanks. here's what here's it. my take of the week. I think that everything that people are saying about the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC should be said about the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC. Oh, tell me more. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are not a not don't have a lot of talent. I would say, um, I think defensively they run a very vanilla scheme, but they win at the line of scrimmage and they have a much better quarterback, in my opinion, than the Colts do. Uh, I think Sirianni has uh, oh, has exceeded the expectations. Notice that. Of the doubters this year, and I think Philadelphia. I, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. We would only give them a one percent chance to do so. But I think if you're a team that's not going to get a buy, say the the Bucks, um, you know, let's say the the Rams are a key you know team here. Arizona, if they have to play Arizona, sorry, if they have to play uh, Philadelphia in the in the playoffs for one game, that would rattle me a little bit. Interesting. I I don't disagree with you. I wanted to disagree with you. Um, I don't disagree with you. Um, okay. Uh, I like that take. It's not quite a, a, you know, scalding hot take, you know, like the target take of the week was uh, in its, in its original configuration, but I think it, I think it gets the, it gets the job done. Um, okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This one's hot. This one's really hot. My San Francisco 49ers. Are I was going to make mine about the Niners, by the way. They are poised, Eric. I am fading. I'm fading everything. Okay? You want to know why Trey Lance wasn't playing? Let me tell you why Trey Lance wasn't playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you saying you're faded? You're faded or you're no, fading? No. A little town. Um, no. Um, I am not. Uh Trey Lance has not been coming into games because they're not worrying about spending time in practice, practicing mumbo jumbo plays. He's out there preparing for the real thing. He will be prepared for the real thing. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, a great offensive line. Nick Bosa playing incredibly well. Should be getting more talk for comeback player of the year, as should Joe Burrow. But the San Francisco 49ers, they're making a run. I don't know how far they're going yet, but they're making a run with Trey Lance. Okay, am I gonna am I manifesting this into um, existence? Maybe, but there's logic behind it. There's logic behind it. Um, we will uncover a video of John Lynch at Christmas Eve Mass mouthing the words, "Please get rid of Jimmy G," praying over a finger that he has taken off Jimmy G's hand, um, hoping that it will not be reattached. And maybe we'll find a video of, of Kyle Shanahan strongly shaking uh, Jimmy G's hand uh, oh. after a series, you know, um, a real strong grip. Um, that is that is my take of the week. Jimmy G being like fake injured like twice just so they could see Lance on the field has been uh, an interesting development. I actually don't hate fake? it. Of all like the bubble teams, the Niners certainly have the best chance. 4% chance to, to make the Super Bowl, 2% mm -hmm. chance to win it. Um, you know, that that's certainly something I would, you know, 86% chance to make the playoffs. Houston has beaten, you know, Houston's won two games in a row, including against the Chargers this week. This is going to be a tough one, and then, they, and then they go to L.A., I want to say, right, mm -hmm. to face the Rams. Um, they're not even in the playoffs yet, but... Uh, the road is is not terrible for the Niners to go to the playoffs for the second time no, in the Kyle No one Shannon will era. criticize me 
no one will criticize me for being from San Francisco and having my take of the week be that the Niners are going to be great with Trey Lance. No one. I, I will come Zero people. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. Um, notice mine was about the Eagles, a team that I was wrong about this year. Uh, one of the L's I will take growth. is that I took under Eagles six and a half wins this year. Uh, that was one that was looking good at first and no longer uh, has that appearance. But good for them. They found a way. Hey, I'm I, Mia culpa as well. I bet Nick Sirianni now is 50 to 1. So I didn't like <laughs> lose a bunch of money on it. But um, I did take Sirianni to be first coach fired. Uh, Urban Meyer. What was Urban Meyer preseason first coach fired? Do you I don't know. I was looking through actually. Uh, me and Ben did that like NFL betting guide or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, we were going through, and it's actually like did really well, uh, especially if Belichick wins Coach of the Year at eighteen to one. But we did have like a fifty to one Urban Meyer wins Coach of the Year like uh, recommendation in there. Wow! And obviously, uh, the the other tale uh, of that distribution was the one that was realized. Wow, that's um... realizing tale seems like a podcast name. It does. Uh, by the way, the other thing that you made me think about was, have you ever been in a mortality pool before? Like waiting for somebody to die? (laughs) I wouldn't put it that way, you know, but like, yeah, betting on a, and amongst a group of people who will die first. But like, hold on. So you clearly can't bet celebrities. Ah, I see. So, like, no one in the group. Because you no, like, no, what no, if you no. bet yourself? You don't even get the freaking payout. If, no, no, no. So, it's like, yeah, it's, it's not like that. It's like, <laughs> here's a group of celebrities. And, you know, like, you can, you know, who, who's going to be amongst this group of celebrities one to die first? And their associated odds um, with them. Sounds morbid. That's what, yeah, sure. Anyways, we'll, <laughs> we'll go on to something slightly less morbid, which is the Week 17 slate. As soon as I tell you about what DraftKings is offering, because I want to make sure if you're a new better that you get all the good opportunities that DraftKings will give new subscribers or new customers, which is use promo code PFF. When you sign up, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you'll get $200 in free bets. And then you can ride those out into the playoffs and have a ton of fun, especially if you have a PFF elite subscription. Uh, And if sports books aren't available in your state yet, that's okay because DraftKings will still let you be a part of the action. They have a ton of free-to-play opportunities, and if you're a new customer, you get a free shot to win a million dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. They also have Daily Fantasy, of course, with huge cash prizes every single week. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. But actually, let me back up for a second. If you use PFF's Daily Fantasy tools, you'll be in a real good spot if you want to use those. Um, Maybe you could have faded the... Ravens and taking all of the Bengals last week. Anyways, I digress. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PFF. Bet $5 on any team to win. And if they win, get $200 in free bets. At DraftKings Sportsbook, the official or unofficial sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Searches apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Week 17. No Thursday night game. We're going to try and pick a lock of the week that will win. Are you ready? Okay. By the way, Christmas, we we got Christmas right. Okay, that's what mattered. All right, the the Christmas Christmas teaser won. The the Ravens had to play a third-string quarterback. Anyways, let's, let's clear eyes, full heart. Let's look ahead. Where do you want to start? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with i'm gonna get this one out of the way because i know you want nothing to do with it atlanta plus 14 and a half in buffalo against the buffalo bills so this is this is too many points this is too many points and um i absolutely hate it but here's Here's what I do like about it that I think is useful, which is the Bills are obviously coming off a really important win, right? And if you look at um, if you look at what they have coming up, right? They've got the Falcons, they've got the Jets. 
they're going to be two plus touchdown favorites in both of these games. They have basically locked it up, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that a little bit. Meanwhile, the Falcons are fighting for their lives here. Playoff so, lives. Yeah. So coming off of a really big win against the Patriots, going into two pretty damn easy games for them. Look at spot. Um, there it is. So I can get on board with that. I also, 44 is the total, um, which I think is, you know, and our models think is a little short and I can get. I think if Buffalo kills them, it'll go over. So like there's probably a case to be made if you don't like the Falcons mm-hmm. against the spread, you, you could potentially like them uh, on the over here. Um, so anyway, I you know, the Falcons... Like, we, we joke about them. I mean, they're bad. You know, you look in, you know, point negative, negative 0.23 EPA running the ball, negative 0.04 EPA passing the ball. Uh, we have them 26th in our power rankings, despite the fact they're 7 and 8. We have Buffalo 4th. Like, there's a lot there. You know, the Falcons this year are 6 and 9 ATS, so it's not even like... Yeah, it hasn't been great. It, it hasn't been, like, a good time for them. Um, or for us, really. But But... Chance to cash all the win total overs this week. That's what I'm saying. So I wonder if like maybe maybe that's what I'm what I'm like I'm trying to like sort of urge. Matt Ryan's been great this year um, for the most part, although you know you haven't seen necessarily the results. He has you know about a percentage less turnover worthy play um, mm-hmm. rate than you know uh, Josh Allen. So maybe you know the Falcons could get lucky. You know AJ Terrell, uh, you know can make some plays there. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I guess, like the only issue. AJ Terrell, highest graded, um, corner in the league this year. Um, okay. Uh, man, that, that because, especially because of the COVID stuff, really interesting, um, you know, to kind of sort of figure out the slate. Remember on Sunday, we looked at Chiefs Bengals and we assume, uh, Travis Kelsey going to be removed and he's going to play this week. I really do want to fade the Bengals coming off of, um, you know, a win against the Ravens team that was just so depleted. So, 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 so depleted. Um, and, uh, but it's tough to kind of figure out, like, with all the COVID stuff, like, what really makes sense there. I will say this. Um, as great as the Dallas Cowboys looked against the Washington football team, the Washington football team was fighting each other on the sideline. Taylor Heineke is really not very good. He's not good at all. Um and the Arizona Cardinals, having gone on this woeful skid, um, really kind of need to figure it out. You know, they're, the, the Cowboys have wrapped everything up, right? They have a chance, obviously, um, an outside chance of getting um, the bye if, if Green Bay kind of loses it. But um, the, the Cardinals here are, you know, they kind of got to get it together. And when I think about what Arizona can do that will... Um, cause Dallas a little bit of trouble, it, w- it would be to put, um, you know, their linebackers, and I'm not talking about Micah Parsons, but there's other players in a little bit of a bind. If Micah Parsons is rushing the passer, maybe the only quarterback, maybe a, a, along with Lamar Jackson, that I would want back there is Kyler Murray. So um, it's, you know, uh, Cowboys at home, they, they're 12-3 and three against the spread. I think, you know, people are loving the fact that they've been betting the Cowboys and they've been successful. Arizona getting five and a half um, on the road. It's painful. It's stinky. Um, but I like the idea of fading America's team after such a public and impressive win. Yeah, the shot declares, though, they, they, their bowl game was over a few weeks ago. <laughs> I Yes, I, I get it. Um, America's team, not the shot declares. Yeah, I like this Cowboys. one a lot. I I think that um, I I yeah, I think Arizona is a lot better than what they've shown in recent weeks. I also think, you know, the Cliff Kingsbury. Well, but the Cliff Kingsbury thing is is I think what people want to sort of gravitate to, and I agree that like it seems like every year we can come up for an excuse for why I didn't even realize that in his first year as a coach they were three three and one after seven games. And then it just went kaput after that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that is, that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, you know, we, we give Murray. Names. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think, you know, just look at the, the EPA per play numbers. Like, Dallas has a worse EPA per play running the ball and a worse EPA per play passing the ball uh, than Arizona. Um, you know, Arizona, again, I think on defense is maybe better than what people believe. Um, they certainly were not the reason that the Cardinals couldn't win, um, you know, on Sunday. So, or sorry, Saturday last week. So, yeah, I like that one. That one's a good one. Okay. Uh, all next? right, I'm going to move on to uh, one that is smelly, but I think is going to really, I think this, this one's going to be a cinch, and it's going to be the Los Angeles Rams versus the Baltimore Ravens under 46 and a half. Wow. Even with Baltimore having no one to cover anybody. Yeah, I think Wink Martindale is better than what he showed Sunday. I also think that Stafford... So here, here's my reasoning for this bet. And I agree that the defensive backs for the Ravens are a leak here. Yeah, a little bit of a struggle. Lamar's coming back. He's playing in this game. I don't know if you saw him run today on whatever the hell that Ravens practice field is. He did not look good. No. And I think this might end up being a game where like he plays like a quarter... Ravens were like, ah, he's done. And they put in, you know, Josh Johnson or Tyler Hundley. And it's sort of like, hey, it's over, Johnny. Right? And, you know, we move on to the next season. The Rams in 31-3 and, and it goes under. But here's another thing that is important about this game. Matthew Stafford was ab absolutely and abjectly awful against the Vikings. Mm -hmm. A defense that yeah, it's better than the Ravens personnel-wise, but not by much. Like, who's the starting corners for the Vikings? Patrick Peterson, who's older than me, or and who, Cameron Dancer. The Cameron Dancer's only in there because Rashad Breland threw a fit on the sideline mm -hmm. uh, during practice, and they cut him right away. The, the Vikings defense is ratty, and L.A., I know that game went over, but that game went over because Stafford threw picks, and... I, I think that the Rams, like, I think McVeigh is going to be like, look, man, my quarterback is, if not more limited, just as limited as last year, I'm going to have to run the ball. Sony Michelle has more yards in the last month than Jonathan Taylor. So, like, I think that's going to be, yeah. like, a, this game's going to be sneaky, like a run the football and stop the run game, uh, in which case uh, I like under. Okay. Um yeah, I think, again, my reservation is we just watched the Ravens get absolutely torched. And while Stafford looked bad in that game, you know, I don't want to overreact to, you know, what happened. Um, what happened previously. Um, or, or, sorry, what happened last week based on, like, we've seen them be an explosive offense throughout the year. Um, okay. I think this is where I'm leaning with the lock of the week. Um, Tom Brady and the Patriots are going to oh, kill no. the Jets. They're going to kill your Jets, okay? Your Jets had a spunky little game, spunky little game against the Jaguars, who, not sure if you've heard, are the worst team in the NFL. They stink. Um, and... I don't have to use my, my ears to sense that. All my senses work. All your senses work. Okay. I know it's not Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, but Todd Bowles and his creativity blitzing is something that I do um, want to bet on against Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson won a game with 102 passing yards. He has a 60.8 PFF grade. It's not great. He has a really nice run grade. Okay. He won't... So if you watch that Jets game back, you, you will see Zach Wilson looking like he is a superhuman athlete because he's running, you know, 52 yards for a touchdown. That's not going to happen against the Bucs. It's not. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this is a situation where one team has already won a game. Uh, they're not a very good team. They stink. And the other team, the Bucs, are looking to get themselves into postseason form. There is also not a single defensive player on the New York Jets that can cover anybody on the Bucks, And so you saw Antonio Brown dice people up 
Rob Gronkowski, there's, I mean, they're linebackers and safeties. There's no chance. Um, so I know it's Bucks minus 13. I know it's on the road, but come on now. Mm-hmm. I like that. Brady going okay. back to his roots, Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he owns Brady, it, baby. He owns it. Uh, Bridget Monahan named uh, their first son Jet. Uh, I, I, obviously, he's a grudge holder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't mind that at all. I, okay. 13's a lot, but I, I like that one. We haven't laid that many points since the Ravens were minus 13 in uh, RFK against Dwayne Askins and the football team, and that game landed 14. I do remember that sweat. Um, okay. Let me give you one more. Okay. And, again, I'm going to fade all the bad things that have happened over the last – Oh, I mean, no. basically 35 years, but let's, I know what this is already. Let's take this acutely. Ugh. Cleveland Browns laying three in Pittsburgh against Ugh. Big Hen has been big worm, big perm. I don't give a damn. I like. I I think that the Cleveland Browns. So again, I wrote this on PFF.com uh, today. The AFC North situation. The most likely outcome this week is earmuffs kansas city beats cincinnati at home at in cincy mm-hmm. and the ravens lose at home to the rams if that's the case cleveland is playing for mm-hmm. basically a chance to host an afc north title game the following week despite yep. everything cleveland if, the, if that two, those two things happen two favorites rams beat ravens uh and and chiefs beat bengals Cleveland with wins out, they win the AFC North. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that, like that. Hey, nothing happens and the standings are fake type of thing uh, aspect of this game. You're not worried about Baker Mayfield being terrible. Well, Baker I guess what sucks, but he Baker sucks, but he's no, he's better than Big Ben. Yeah, I do think that's interesting. So there's one way to look at it, which is last week the Browns, you know, coming off of a, you know, a, a, a game where they couldn't play it in the original date, they had to play it, um, you know, three days later, and they had to come back and then play on Saturday again on short rest against the Packers, lost by two to Green Bay. And what I think is overshadowing that is that Baker Mayfield threw four picks. And maybe the right way to think about that is, yeah, he threw four picks and they lost by two. And one of the reasons for that was that they ran over, I mean, ran over the Packers. Guess who has a putrid defense? The Pittsburgh Steelers. So I I actually weirdly really, really like this, even though I hate fading a team as bad as the Steelers are coming off of such a terrible performance. Yeah, there's also a chance. Um, so if that scenario were to happen, right? So, and again, what do you think, by the way, you were more plugged into the NBC thing than me. Obviously, like if they could wait, like they're not going to wait till Monday to pick the Sunday night football game, right? Yeah. They could, okay. So they will announce it. Uh, sorry. They could wait till Monday, but they won't. They will announce what that game will be during the Sunday night broadcast. Well, that's what so, I'm saying. So, yeah, because yeah. the hard part becomes, like, obviously if you waited till Monday and waited until Cleveland won, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, that's actually so, interesting. Because yeah, this because, is a Monday night game, they might have to wait. Right, because, again, the – because there are other games. I was talking this over with a friend like today. It was like sort of uh, there's a low key chance. What is it? Wa- uh, Washington? No, no. Philly. Philly could be in one of these games. Carolina. Atlanta is sort of a. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, there, there are a couple games that are like that ha- are maybe could be that game. And in fact, Baltimore Pittsburgh. The problem with Baltimore-Pittsburgh is one of the teams could be eliminated by... Because if the Bengals win out, they win the mm-hmm. AFC North. Mm-hmm. Or the Bengals... Right. 
if the Bengals win one of their next two games, just one, right, including the one against Kansas City. If they win against Kansas City this week, it's all academic. They win the AFC North. But also, if they lose this week but then beat Cleveland, they win the AFC North as well by virtue of, right, you know, better record but also sweeping, you know, Baltimore, all that kind of stuff. So, so, but there's like Patriots-Dolphins could be a game where, but like, again, so much is uncertain and I would assume the the results of Monday Night Football also factor into that because mm-hmm. of, although Cleveland has a very small chance of a wild card, like a really small chance. Basically, their whole playoff right. chances are to, make, be- to win the AFC North. Yeah. But Pittsburgh could emerge and be a team that screws the Patriots Dolphins matchup. Um, mm-hmm. There's also Saints Falcons is the one I was thinking about. If the Falcons somehow pull off a win against Buffalo this week and the Saints pull off a win against Carolina, which they're favored, like there's a chance that game could matter if Philadelphia were to lose or something like that. Um, Niners Rams is another one that could matter. Um, but not the same thing for both teams. Niners fighting to get in the playoffs, Rams fighting for the division type of thing. So it's it, it really does come down like this Browns Bengals game is the NFL's like best chance to have a win and you're in like a completely meaningful Sunday night football mm-hmm. game. And but the problem is is they have to basically wait wait for three things to happen for that to be the case. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. Um the fact that the Monday game really probably will decide that. I would guess. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They, I, I don't know this for a fact, but based on what we've heard and what we or what what we know about the past, which is, if there is not a game that has standalone, really meaningful playoff implication. They're just not going to do a game. And the reason for that is that it's a bad product. And the last thing the league wants is bad ratings. What we saw right? last year. Right. So, <laughs> so exactly. They, they do not want that. And neither does, you know, neither does NBC, right? I mean, no. yes, they obviously want to do a game, but they don't want to do a game that is meaningless and no one's going to tune in. So, um, I actually so, believe. So here's what I, th- how I think, I, I think they, they will wait. It. I think they will wait until uh, Monday night, unless unless there is a clear cut game, right? So if there is a clear cut game that is a playoff game, right, where you go, hey, this game is going to matter. The team that wins will be in the playoffs, and the team that loses will be out. They will put that one on Sunday night, and we will know the schedule. If that is not the case, I think they will wait until the Monday night game is over. Well, don't you think that they could, and uh, again, freak my, I, I'm doing this pro bono mm-hmm. NBC. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. But like what I would do if I was NBC would be, I would, if, if nothing but that possible Browns Bengals game matters, because here's the tricky thing. If, if we get what we want, which is and not what we want, but like if we get what the league wants, which is Bengals lose to chiefs, Ravens lose mm-hmm. to the Rams the Ravens are still not eliminated from the playoffs, but they're eliminated from the AFC North. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is if Pittsburgh wins on Monday, it eliminates Cleveland. It eliminates Cleveland and the Browns. I believe, or sorry, Cleveland, sorry, Cleveland and uh, the Baltimore. old Cleveland, the Ravens. Yeah. And so the problem is, is then the. Bengals Browns includes an eliminated team and Ravens Steelers includes an eliminated team. Mm-hmm. So like that hurts. So it really does like Monday night football has such a linchpin to the whole thing. So maybe yeah. what they say is they, they announce it as if it's 2017 all over again, saying, look, we're not doing Sunday night football, all the games that are meaningful. I think that you remember this, all mm-hmm. games that are meaningful are at 4 PM. Yep. All games that are meaningless are at 1 PM. Yep. And then and say subject to flexing Browns uh, Bengals to Sunday Night Football if applicable. Like I think that that's what they would do. So they would I announce don't, it. As, so here's as, what I think they'll do. I think they would tell. They will tell NBC that, and they will wait. I think they will wait to announce it until they know for sure. Yeah, I think that the issue becomes right. Like if the league is. If the league has a dog in the fight, 
I mean, the problem is, is no matter what, everybody's going to know that that's the dog in the fight the league has, right? Yeah, you know, I just, I just don't think they'll, I don't think they will announce it. I, I don't think they'll go through the trouble of announcing it and saying subject to change. I think they'll wait. They'll tell teams, you know, and they'll tell networks what they're thinking so that they can prepare, um, and then, and then they'll go from there. But anyways, that was a we've done two beautiful sidetracks for the people. I hope you guys appreciate it. Before we pick the lock of the week, content. it was good content. Those scenarios is pretty good. Um, but Browns minus three to me is a bet. I think you want to make the Pittsburgh Steelers stink. Honestly, like I, the only thing it, it made me more mad that they had that meaningless touchdown that took the total and made it over the other day. Um, but also just like they're putrid and somehow we're still sweating out under eight and a half tickets for this team right now. Uh, okay, we're gonna pick our lock of the week right after. I tell you about Western Southern and their opportunity to feed you. That's right. You can win the ultimate game day feast with, with Western and Southern. Western Southern Financial is helping you make smart decisions with your money and can also make smart decisions for you with your stomach on February 13th, which is a day a very big game in the NFL is being played. Here's how you can enter. You actually get a double benefit because you get to ask Chris Collinsworth a question by going to Western southern.com slash ask chris that's western southern.com slash ask chris ask him any question you want it can be about financial stability and western southern to help you figure it out or it can be something maybe more fun like what it's like to you know be on Sunday night football with al michaels maybe this is actually a really good week to ask him a question about the late john madden um rest in peace uh to to john madden um and so chris obviously um you know knows john has spent time with him and um, it'd be a great uh, a great question to ask. And when you ask that question, you'll be entered in a chance to win um, a fully catered meal worth up to $2,500 for the big game. So go to westernsouthern.com slash askchris, and you can tune in to his YouTube channel to watch on his podcast as he answers the best question. All right, back to the podcast. Um, where do you want to go with the lock of the week? I, I can sense what you want. Oh, you can. And I think part of being a good friend is to is to is to understand those things. No, no, it's it's them. part of being a good friend is to keep you from driving off the cliff. Sure, but has Grady ever? I mean, what is it? What's the alternative? Where being a good friend is is helping others avoid Atlanta, right? That's oh. being a good friend. Interesting. Um, so I I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bucks minus thirteen in. York against the Jets. Although I'm a little nervous now after watching this video of my guy, Zach Wilson, uh, basically showing, uh, you know, the kind, uh, the kindness that only yeah. a BYU quarterback can show mm -hmm. giving a, 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 what appears to be a lovely woman and her son tickets to the Jets tickets game. Um, last week. Don't let so, that, don't let that cloud you from the fact that he's not very good at playing quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he's, not, he's part of the journey. He's not good yet. You're a, yeah, you're, but that's you're a the point. Mindset guy, come on. I am, and that's the point. He, I believe that he can get better, but right now, he is not. Okay, let's do it. Bucks minus thirteen. Tom Brady takes to the promised land. That's the lock of the week. I hope there are no like COVID scares. Um, I didn't forget this time. Recommendations. Give us a recommendation. Yeah, I. Um, this is a book that I, I ordered on. Uh, finally finished. Uh, it, you know this this past week. It's called It's Better to Be Feared by Seth Wickersham. Seth Wickersham, I believe, hmm. works for ESPN. He wrote a book um, about the Brady-Belichick uh, sort of relationship, dynasty, and it's the first one that bled into the Tampa Bay years, um, and it was it was very good. It was a very good book on tape. I don't know. Obviously, during football season, it's such a grind to read actual books, um, but that one was good to listen to, and, and a lot of the – Sort of rumors we know about those two guys were somewhat confirmed in that book, but there was also oh, really? some little nuggets in there that I. You want to give? You want to toss me a little nugget? Well, it, just that Brady was when he said he was the most unhappy twelve and zero quarterback or nine and zero quarterback, whatever the record was back in nineteen. Uh, he was like he was really like the the guy the year leading up to leaving New England was one of the most miserable of Brady's career, and I think you know there was very much a. You know, there was very much a breaking point wherein Belichick 
I think it was like, you know, Belichick the last few years was kind of just tolerating Brady and Brady was, you know, trying like it's sort of that that like, you know, where Brady he want, he just wanted Brady to retire really badly. Mm-hmm. And Brady was like, "No, I'm I'm going to put seven more years into this thing." And so it was kind of like one of those like you know, who's going to end the relationship first type of thing. And that made for a, a miserable season um, in, in 19, it sounded like. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know, it's funny to me. Um, I do want to read that book. I'm actually going to take your recommendation and, and try and find some time to read it. But um, I feel like even even a book like that, which has gone to such detail to like, hey, this is what really happened. I almost feel like there are things there that we'll never know, you know, and um I don't know. That's uh, that's exciting. Um, not exciting. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, that's that's something that makes like makes it fun to read about because you can kind of guess. Oh, this is what really happened, or this may be something that wasn't considered. Um, okay. Uh, I had a couple of things that I was considering recommending today, and I'm not. I'm still a little torn. I'm trying to think about for the people. You know going into the new year, what is like, you know, people have New Year's resolutions and all this stuff and yada, 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 yada. But um, I'm going to give a recommendation uh, that is completely counter to that, um, which is that I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I was reminded by it because I was making fun of Carson Wentz for giving his his uh, offensive lineman a Yeti cooler and some steaks. And so I figured I would recommend the, the steaks that I think are the best, um, and I haven't tried them all, but I find these to be absolutely sensational. Snake River Farms. Now, it's expensive. It absolutely is. Um, however, I you know you go to a, a butcher that is you know a good butcher. It's still going to be pretty expensive. Um, and Snake River Farms, like it's comp- the the taste and the quality of the meat is totally on a different level. Um, then you'll find at, you know, your butcher or, you know, your local grocery store that has a, has a butcher. So um, I'll tell you my, my favorites, you can actually get the, some of the cheaper ones that they have, which are still expensive. It's still really, really, really good. Um, it, the filet mignon, you don't even need to get those like the Wagyu um, version or the gold grade that's has a higher fat content is usually more expensive. Um, but even there, I think it's the, the black, um, grade is incredibly good, incredibly good. Their filet mignons are fantastic. And then if you really want to ball out, um, the ribeye and the, the gold grade Wagyu, which is like obviously a pretty penny, but it's sensational. So that's my recommendation because if you're going to go spend a bunch of money, the worst thing to do is to spend a bunch of money on something that's like mediocre. So it's not mediocre. It's good. Stop talking it's worth about it. the Vikings, George. Jesus. <laughs> I was not, I uh, did not mean to mention Kirk Cousins there and that uh, was not my, my veiled, uh, my veiled message, but that's our show. Um, I, I hope that everyone out there has a safe and happy end of 2021 and a great start to 2022. And on the other side of the new year, we will be back on Sunday night. Love you all. Peace. In the dark, you shine.